and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. Welcome back to a brand new episode of 32 Teams in 32 Days, episode number 25. I am your host, the one you guys love the most, Niall Hessen. And today we are continuing our series 32 Teams in 32 Days by covering the San Francisco 49ers. We have officially transitioned over to the NFC West division. If you guys missed the previous division, the AFC East, I highly suggest you go check those out, as well as the other divisions, the NFC and AFC North, NFC, AFC South, and the NFC East divisions I've also gone over. We just have this division here and then the AFC West before we have finally completed the series 32 teams in 32 days. To put things into perspective, I am recording this at 1130 at, on a school night because I need to get it out to you guys tomorrow, and I didn't have any time today. I got all my homework done, so I'm in a good position. I don't got to wake up to about 8.15, but still, the commitment is real. If you guys are new to the series, let me give you guys a brief rundown on how the series works. I will first go over my three key players that I think are the key to the team's success. That will lead us to our first trivia question slash break of the podcast. When we come back from that trivia question slash break, I'll go over my two key draft picks as well as two key free agent signings I liked. That will lead us to our second and final trivia question slash break the podcast. And when we come back from that final trivia question, I will go over my three keys to success as well as my predictions for the upcoming year. Without further ado, let's hop right into it. The first key player, I put a tie. I put Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. So pretty much whoever the quarterback of the team is. I did some research before this podcast, and there really hasn't been a definitive starter. Um, Kyle Shanahan won't say who the starter is. So, you know, I don't really know for sure who's going to be the starting quarterback. I'm going to talk about Jimmy G here and then Trey Lance in the draft portion of the podcast. So Jimmy G entering his a lot, I would, let's see, ninth NFL, eighth NFL season. He spent his first year with the Patriots, um, back up to Tom Brady, then went over to the 49ers. Last year, actually, or 2019, I should say, had a pretty good year of 3,978 yards. Kind of tripping right now. I don't really know why he missed some time last season. I'm assuming it's because of injury, but at a 70% completion percentage, 27 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, a great ratio there, and a 102 rating. Was a really good quarterback and has been a really good quarterback his entire career. Um, you know, for the most part, Jimmy G has been a backup, but being a backup behind Tom Brady is definitely something that I think you can take and put on your resume of learning how to be a good quarterback in the NFL. He did take that over with the 49ers. He has struggled. He has that with some injuries. Yes, that's very common of Jimmy G, but still has been a relatively good quarterback. That 2019 year where he had almost 4,000 yards and almost 30 touchdowns with a 70% completion percentage technically did lead his team to the Super Bowl. So there is a lot of talent here with Jimmy G. Is it the right fit for him in San Francisco? I'm not too sure with how Kyle Shanahan runs his offense. But in the same time, I don't think they would have maybe either brought Kyle Shanahan over or Jimmy G over if they didn't think they could make it work. The 49ers are going to try to run the football and play defense to win their football game. So they're really not needing a massive role from the quarterback. They just kind of need the quarterback to stand in there, throw the balls when they need to, and get yards that way instead of being a reliable, unreliable source and throwing interceptions um, consistently. I still like Jimmy G, though, if he's a starter. I really don't know who they're going to start. Um, I would probably make a prediction, but it can go either way. It can either go a more kind of stable quarterback in Jimmy G, or you can take a risk with a Trey Lance, which I'll talk about a little bit later. The second key player I have is George Kittle. Kind of hard to believe he's entering his fifth NFL season. Feels like yesterday I was watching him uh, with the Iowa Hawkeyes. Anyways, his uh, 2019 and 2018 campaigns were a lot better than 2020. He did deal with some injuries, though. Um, in 2019 and 2018, had about 88 receptions, 1,377 yards, 
and five touchdowns in 2018. Definitely his best year thus far. One of the best tight ends in the NFL. A lot of people really like George Kittle. Um, comes from a great school, a great tight end school in the University of Iowa. Some other tight ends that have come from there, uh, Noah Fan, TJ Hawkinson. So produced as a tight end, a great run blocking tight end, which is what they need in that San Francisco 49ers offense. And on top of that, being a great run blocking tight end, he's also a great pass catching tight end, and he's really fast. So really he's got every single combination of a good tight end that you need. 6'4", 250 pounds, so pretty muscular built, and has that speed like I mentioned. Jimmy G loves George Kittle, especially in the play-action bootleg, one of the main components of the 49ers offense. You're going to see a lot of rollouts, a lot of play-action passes. Normally with play-action passes, they're not necessarily deepest or the deepest routes. They're more shorter routes to players like tight ends or even fullbacks for that matter. So really, you know, you're not really seeing a point in I'm sorry, you're seeing a point in having a guy like George Kittle who fits your offense well instead of getting a tight end that might not fit your offense well, more of a pass-catching tight end instead of a run-blocking because the 49ers do run the football. And then finally, Joey Bosa entering his first season with the 49ers. Um, I believe he joins Nick Bosa. I could be wrong about that. Wait, did I put the wrong? I think I put Joey Bosa. Wait, I'm tripping. Okay, hold up. Sorry, sorry. I put Joey Bosa... I'm like, wait, there's no way Joey and Nick Bosa are on the same team. I'm tripping. Nick Bosa, uh, I should say, coming into his third NFL season, technically his second because, you know, last year he was injured. You know, his first season, 47 tackles, nine sacks, one interceptions, great defense alignment. I believe he was the second overall pick. I can't, I might not be for sure about that, but I believe he was the second overall pick. Also, tons of talent there, tons of mobility, um, very good edge rusher, one of the main players in the 49ers defense. The 49ers defense, honestly, is pretty stout. Um, you're not going to really see too many mistakes coming from them. Um, but that doesn't mean that, you know, they're not going to have mistakes. I mean, every defense does. But one of the catalysts is Joe and Nick Bosa, especially when he's healthy. He is young in his career, so we'll see if injuries does kind of plague his career down the line. But for now, I wouldn't be too worried if you're a 49ers fan because uh, the floor right now, the ceiling rather, is through the roof with this kid. That's going to lead us to our first trivia question slash break of the podcast. The question is, who was the San Francisco 49ers' very first draft choice after they joined the NFL? Who was the 49ers' very first draft choice after they joined the NFL? The answer when we come back here on The Truth. Welcome back to The Truth. Before the break, I asked the question, who was the San Francisco 49ers' very first draft choice after they joined the NFL? The correct answer was Leo Nominelli. Moving on to the second portion of the podcast here, I'm going to go over my two key draft picks as well as two key free agent signings. Um, by the 49ers this year. It's pretty obvious who their first draft choice is. Uh, Trey Lance, or I should say my first draft choice that I liked, was Trey Lance, quarterback from North Dakota State University. Third overall pick, you know, really burst into the scene last year. I should say the year before COVID because he only played in one game um, because they postponed their season till the summer. Um, but still, had a really good career at North Dakota State University. Had played some of the better schools. I mean, it is an FCS school, which definitely can impact, you know, how good a player is. But in reality, every single NFL program, I'm sorry, college football program for the most part, produces athletes, even if you're Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three. Now, granted, are you more likely to play better players in Division One and Two? Absolutely. That's how it works um, most of the time. But you're still going to go up against some great dudes, um, you know, some good competition in Division Two. 
I know North Dakota State has played Iowa before too, so they did mix in some D1 opponents. So Trey Lance has had that kind of background. Um, Trey Lance is more of a, you would say, quarterback of today's day and age compared to a quarterback of Tom Brady's day and age because Trey Lance is going to try to run and move the football with his legs. His passing can use some work um, in some aspects because he only threw one interception, I believe, at North Dakota State. So really wasn't a major thing for him not being able to throw the football right away. Um, he was able to use his legs to get the extra yards and, and get in the end zone and whatnot and set up plays with his offense as the offense revolved around him and his game style. Passing will need some work, I believe. Um, you know, maybe straight into the NFL, his completion percentage, if he can get his completion percentage or even passing game, literally passing game for that matter, expect him to have a great season um, because we obviously know his legs are going to do a lot of it. Um, he just needs to really pass the football and be – a good fit in the play action game where the 49ers are going to try to use. Be patient. Um, Trey Lance probably won't get as much opportunities as he did at North Dakota State just because the 49ers, like I mentioned, are going to try to run the football. So be patient. Don't get frustrated with it. Trust the process. I also like their third-round choice, Trey Sermon, running back from Ohio State. He comes from a great running back school. We all know that. Actually, a great school for that matter. Getting him in the third round is huge. I had him as a second-rounder, one of the better running backs in this draft. Um, size and weight, again, not necessarily somebody that's going to bolster out of the backfield, but with the 49ers offense, how they use a pretty much a multi-running back system. Yeah, they did use Mostert at sometimes Brito when they had him and whatnot, but for the most part, they're going to be splitting times with their running backs. I definitely think Trey Sermon can jump into the mix right away and be a factor. Um, do I think week one? I mean, maybe it just all depends on how, you know, he's doing and how preseason and you know, all that goes, but I definitely can see him getting into the mix early on and then his role definitely increasing as the season goes on as he starts getting more and more comfortable with the NFL. Um, so I really like Trey Sermon. I think his ceiling is through the roof. Free agency-wise, I went with Alex Mack, center from the Falcons. Um, Alex Mack is a really good center. He's probably more of a, I would say, you know, for the most part, he's probably more of a balanced um, lineman. You know, when they had Todd Gurley for the year, he was a better run blocker. When they didn't really have any running backs, he was a good pass blocker. Um, you know, so he's had a good career in the NFL. One of the veterans there joining a great offensive line. Um, 49ers have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. Partly the reason why they made the Super Bowl run was because of how good their offensive line was. Um, there definitely is room for improvement, but you could say the same for every NFL team. Every NFL team wants to have the Quentin Nelsons and all these great linemen on one team. It's just not going to happen, um, especially if, you know, they're younger guys in the NFL not really having the experience that they may have had in college or whatever. So there is some degree of difficulty with that, but for the most part, the ceiling is through the roof with this guy, and I'm really excited to see how his veteran leadership will help. Um, you know, he's played in the big-time games. I believe he played on that Super Bowl um, runner-up team. So he's played in big-time games. He knows how to work, you know, how to play football and how to be a good offensive lineman. So definitely a key addition there. And then Mohamed Sanu, wide receiver from the Detroit Lions. I really like Mohamed Sanu more as a role wide receiver, really not expecting him to have a major impact on the 49ers, especially with the receivers that they have. I wonder if Debu Samuel is still on the team. I could be tripping. He might not be. Brandon Ayuk, I believe, is still on the team. 
Um, wide receivers, again, won't jump off the page at you. Uh, maybe wide receivers not really looking at the number one wide receiver on your fantasy team. Um, you know, a lot of their offense revolves around running the football and then the play action game and whatnot. So maybe you'll see more players like George Kittle. But Mohamed Sanu can still make an impact for the um, for the 49ers, being a good wide receiver, playing for a similar quarterback in Cam Newton if Trey Lance is the starting quarterback. So having some of that experience there, I also believe he spent time with the Patriots. I could be wrong about that, but I believe he did. If that's the case, coming from a great program there. So there's really a lot of benefits to bringing him and not really too many negatives, which is definitely a good thing. Um, and one of his positives is his leadership that he brings not only to the wide receiver group, but to the entire offense and even team for that matter as well. That's going to lead us to our second and final trivia question and slash break the podcast. The question is, the San, this San Francisco, oh my gosh, the San Francisco 49ers retired jersey number 12 in honor of what player? The San Francisco 49ers retired jersey number 12 in honor of what player? The answer, when we come back, only here on The Truth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. Before the break, I asked the question, the San Francisco 49ers retired jersey number 12 in honor of what player? John Brody was the correct answer. When I was doing the trivia, I was actually literally doing the trivia. I thought it may be Joe Montana, Steve Young. Didn't really remember their numbers, but John Brody was the guy that ended up with the victory there moving on to the final portion of the podcast here i'm going to go over my three keys to success as well as my predictions for the upcoming year first key to success i have is the defense needs to stay solid the defense is going to win them football games we all know the offense isn't going to really spectacularly win them football games do they have the capabilities and talent to do so absolutely don't get me wrong they're definitely a great talented team but do i think that ultimately they can progress their way to be a best team um, on the offensive side of the football, absolutely not. I mean, there's definitely room for improvement. They have are going in the right direction. They have the rookie, Trey Lance, that they're trying to build upon eventually. Maybe that's this year or next year. Um, but there is some positives with that, but there can also be some negatives because if you're not developing these guys correctly, they won't in turn not only be good for your football team, but can potentially not have good careers in the NFL. So they got to be picky about that. The defensive side of the football is definitely going to carry them. The defense, you know, knows how to stop high-powered offenses such as the uh, the Seahawks, the Cardinals, and even the Rams in their division. So they have that going for them. Also, whoever is a quarterback needs to step up and be better. Now, I don't want to keep making this case for Jimmy Garoppolo because he did really lead the 49ers to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, people are going to say he didn't, but he really did. I mean, he, he was the quarterback in the main role in that offense. Um, but the quarterbacks need to be a little bit better. I don't know if that's getting the running backs more involved in the passing game or the wide receivers or even George Kittle. The quarterbacks just need to be better because they're really an offense away from winning the Super Bowl year in and year out. And then the, finally, the running game needs to be established. That's the biggest thing for sure. Kyle Shanahan has proven that he'll run the ball first, second, and third down, no issues, and even fourth down for that matter. Not only will he run the football under center, but he'll also run the football on the shotgun, maybe do some option plays as well, mix things up to try to confuse the defense and see what kind of gambles and whatnot they can make and manipulate the defense. So that's definitely a big thing that Kyle Shanahan's got to work or wants to work on and help that 49ers team be successful. They're definitely capable of doing so. They just got to put the mind and the time and the effort and the work into it in order to be successful with that. 
As far as predictions go, I'm going to go 8-8, eight and eight, finishing third in the division. I think one of the main reasons why is because I think the Cardinals and the Seahawks have a better chance, even for the Rams for that matter, of succeeding in the NFC West. We kind of saw last year the 49ers really struggled. And I think, you know, the quarterback position is going to be a little bit unstable with whoever they go with. The wide receivers aren't going to be good enough. Their defense is going to try everything in their power to keep them in games. There's just only so much they can do. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of 32 Teams in 32 Days, episode number 25. I hope you guys did thoroughly enjoy it and learn something. If you guys are a fan of this series, please let me know. I do take your feedback seriously. Um, I'm trying to think. Okay, so me and Ben did record the final or the yeah fantasy football preview today. So Ben is officially coming back very soon. I think we're going to try to post it uh, August 28th. Could be wrong about that. Um, I got a lot of school. Well, not necessarily a lot of school. I got a lot of things that need to get done for school. Um, but expect that podcast dropping in the next couple of days. Also, uh, tomorrow, I believe we're going to be going over the Cardinals. I think Cardinals are next followed by the Seahawks and then the Rams. So making our way here through the NFC West before we go to the final division, the AFC West. If you guys are new to the truth, I highly suggest you follow the truth on Twitter at the truth is one to get the latest information regarding the podcast, including upload dates, upload podcasts, and other information that you find value of importance. Thank you guys for taking time out of your day to listen. I really do appreciate it, especially with me grinding these episodes out. And I hope to see you soon. Thank you so much. Take care. Niall Hassan signing out. Peace. Thank you.